Hello and welcome back to Porcelain Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything from horror to sci-fi and all of the lucky stuff in between. <laughs> I'm uh, one of your hosts, John, and as always, I'm joined by... Anthony! What's up, y'all? Uh, so it is St. Patrick's Day. This is a movie that we weren't necessarily super stoked to see, <laughs> uh, but we'll dig into that a little bit when we get into our segment on Leprechaun Returns. And if any of you checked out the uh, previous episode, the bonus episode of us watching the film, we apologize that our uh, our computer took a sweet nosedive with like 30 minutes left of the film. Uh, so uh, you missed out on some gold like, not my trapezius, <laughs> and stuff like that. If you checked it out, uh, go ahead and like shout us out on any of our socials. That would be uh, excellent to hear if you enjoyed kind of that format because we enjoy doing that. It was uh, it was pretty fun, and it's cool to to just joke around with a movie when you know it's not going to be serious. Like we do Thanksgiving. All right, but first, uh, let's hop into some news. I think the biggest piece right now is that James Gunn stuff. Yeah, so if you haven't been on Twitter or you've been under a rock, uh, James <laughs> Gunn has been rehired by Disney to film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, and this is supposed to take place after he's completed filming for Suicide Squad 2 for DC. So it's kind of interesting that they're allowing him to kind of just jump ship and do what he wants at this point. But I think I think after talking to the actors and getting in contact with other directors, like, I mean, they're, they're, uh, the big rumor was Taika Waititi, and he told them flat out no. He, he said, I'm just not willing to do that, you know? These actors have an established relationship with James Gunn. There's no reason to not use him, so why not use him? Uh, and I, I love that the that not only the fan base but also the directors guild and all that stuff have all kind of stood behind him in this situation. No one's really condemned his behavior, at least as far as things that he said on Twitter ten plus years ago. Right. And he's got he's always kind of had that dark humor. If you've ever watched Super, you know for sure that he has dark humor. That's just who he is. But he. I'm assuming at this point that he's learned from from past mistakes that he's made, and I think he's now at the point where he can move forward, and I and I appreciate that. I hope uh, Volume 3 is just as good as the other two, because Guardians are some of my favorite films of the entire Marvel Universe at this point. They feel the most original, and they have that, they stray far enough from the formula to have that, just like a, they're like a completely different movie. I didn't know that he was doing Suicide Squad too. Instantly, almost as soon as... As uh, the news came out that Disney fired him, DC picked him up. Good for them. I yeah. mean, that franchise can't get any worse, so. Um, well, I mean, there is some Suicide Squad news as well. If you haven't seen it, because Will Smith has previous filming engagements and all these other things, or at least that's what they're saying on paper, he will not be returning as Deadshot for Suicide what? Squad. Yeah. He was probably the best part of that movie. Just wait for it. They're replacing him with Idris Elba. Oh really? Yeah, as the same character as this. Well, as Deadshot, but I we're not sure if this is going to be like a full reboot of the series or if this is going to be a sequel. So we'll see what happens. I have faith in James Gunn. I have right. I have faith in Idris Elba. You know, they could definitely put together a quality product. So we'll see how that turns out. 
I'm I'm personally excited for it, you know, to see somebody who's kind of crossed the line a little bit and who has been on the Marvel side of things take of their them. yeah, take their stab at a DC movie. So we'll see how it turns out. I after seeing Aquaman, I know that they're willing to move a little further the needle over towards something a little lighter and a little more comedic. That's funny that both of them got axed from Marvel <laughs> went to DC. Well, I'm, I don't say that Idris Elba got axed. His character just got killed. He got Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Infinity War, go fucking see Infinity War. <laughs> Spoiler for the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the first five minutes of the movie. There are a couple of other big things, too. This has been a big week. Captive State was released. We reviewed it uh, for... Um, Entertainment Vortex over on YouTube, so check that out. Uh, it is Nick doing the review this time, so I gave a little a little mini review quickly on our Instagram channel on our story. Uh, so if you check that out, great. Uh, if not, you're going to get a little more information about it. Uh, movie was interesting. Uh, the alien like costuming and makeup and the design was absolutely flawless. Some of the coolest stuff I've seen in a long time. And as you'll hear from uh, the, we have a another bonus episode coming out about uh, Captain Marvel, where we had a discussion with uh, with our partners. We're just not sure when it's going to be released yet. We're trying to get that to you guys as soon as possible. At this point, it could already have come out if yeah. I cranked it out this weekend or very near future. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get it out to you as soon as possible. But we discussed the alien design for Marvel, and that sometimes it can be a little one note, and that they make them all look a little too humanoid. After seeing this, I'm like, there's so many other things you can do. The alien design for this was super cool. Uh, the first five minutes is some was a an excellent cold open. It just caught me completely off guard, and it got me like, I was like, all right, I'm ready to watch this. It has some pacing issues. It is a little slower of a film. It was still enjoyable. There were a couple things that broke immersion for me, but I don't want to get too much into it. I would definitely still suggest to see it. Because, the, like I said, the world building, the aliens, the story itself are all really good. John Goodman put in an excellent performance. Uh, I think it's definitely worth the watch. So if you can catch it on, like, a pre-matinee showing for a little less money, or if you want to wait until it comes to a streaming platform, then I would definitely suggest to watch it. Some news to me. I don't know if it's necessarily that big of a news to anybody else, but uh, I didn't know that Mila Jovovich was going to be in Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Because I, know, I know you're a, a big Mila fan. Yeah, right. She was my childhood crush and my teenage crush and my adult crush. <laughs> uh, there is one more thing that I saw. Let me get the exact name of it. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, but there was a new uh, anthology series just released to Netflix, I think, on Friday. Also, Hulu's March horror movie, Friend of the Dark, is out. And that's called Treehouse. We've yet to check out those Hulu movies, but I did start watching the first Halloween one. I'll be interested to see the rest of them to see what this like. I think it's cool that they're doing this one a month themed with a month, so uh, we'll have to dive more into those and keep you guys posted. Like I said, this is a big old news dump today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the series is called Love, Death, and Robots. They're all very short episodes. Like They range anywhere between like... Five to 20 minutes. Some of them are animated. Some of them are live action. Some of the actors who have performed in it, whether it be um, uh, voices or or actual live action performances, are Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winistead, one of my personal crushes. And uh, some of the people who are linked to the project are Tim Miller and David Fincher. Like, this came out of fucking nowhere for me. 
Like, I think that once we're done recording this episode, we'll probably have to go sit down and, and chug a couple of these out. Because they're, like I said, they're like, they're like little popcorn episodes. It's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Because I, I, I want to talk about this more in depth because I had no idea it was coming. And yeah. with those big names attached to the project, it's like, there's got to be some gold in there. Especially with Fincher. Yeah. But I feel like we haven't heard from him in a, in a little bit. All right, so that's going to be it for the news. Lots of stuff. Let us yeah. know what you guys think. And if we missed anything, which I'm sure we probably did. With as many things as came out and happened over the course of the last few days, like I said, it's been a whirlwind. I definitely am really excited for the next couple years worth of things that are going to be happening, especially with James Gunn being back in the helm. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the big one for me this time around. All right, so a few shout-outs. We want to go from comments and stuff on Instagram. So another one for Blue Optimist who commented on our favorite horror villains question. She said, Dr. Philip Decker, Freddy, and there's like an eight-way tie for third. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big mood. <laughs> that's big 2019 mood. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one for Maxius. For commenting and guessing the textless alien poster. So thanks, man. We had a couple of guesses on our picture of, of Vanya Hargreaves. Definitely a cool piece of art, and I think that uh, I think that some of our listeners have appreciated it. GGS Carleone guessed Vanya Hargreaves and said he'd never seen the illustration before and thought it was pretty cool. All right, so again, if you guys we're gonna on the Instagram, we're gonna post. Different kinds of questions like, you know, who's this character or what's this movie or tell us some of your favorite stuff. And Some of it might not even relate to the episodes as well. We'll probably try to post some things that are just cool stuff that we see. So if we post a question or anything like that, discuss it up and we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out on the episode. Right. And if you have any specific questions for us or anything like that or comments or feedback, then go ahead and shoot us an email. Yeah. All right. So then let's get into what is possibly my favorite segment. The trivia. The trivia. <laughs> Here's how we play. I ask a question. If you get it right, Steve lives. Come on, it'll be fun. It's an easy category. Movie trivia. Give you a warm-up question. Okay, here we go with the monster category. What was the name of the Swiss surrealist painter who designed the titular creature in Alien? That's going to be Geiger. That is going to be Geiger. Well. <laughs> One zip. Oh. Who directed Cloverfield? Matt Reeves? It is Matt Reeves. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right. Gore and disturbing. Here we go. The remake of The Fly in 1986 was a remake of the movie with the same name released in what year? I want to say 1959. Oh, my God, dude. So close. 58. 58. Damn. Wow. I would have said like 30. <laughs> oh, I've seen them both, so I, I I know. I just I knew it was 50s. I just didn't know if it was the latest 50s. Or I'll give you a point and a half. <laughs> All right. In Cannibal Holocaust, uh, at what university is rescue team member Harold Monroe an anthropologist? Harvard. New York University. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one. Going to be psychological. What route does Minnie Cassavetti claim causes the odor 
of the pendant she gives Rosemary in Rosemary's Baby. What root? Yes. A turmeric root? Um, Tannis. Tannis. Tannis root. Starts with a T. I was, huh? I, I was getting close. I'm not giving close. you any more extra points. I, I, I don't need any extra points. <laughs> in what century does the village take place? 18th, 19th, 20th, or 21st? I'll say 20th. It's 21st. Damn it. Yeah. Does it take place in 2004? I'm a guessing, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Paranormal. Here we go. The archaeological site in the opening sequence of The Exorcist is located in what Middle Eastern country? Saudi Arabia? It is Iraq. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. You wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Uh, what are the names of the two siblings of Thomason in The Witch? Technically, she has three siblings, doesn't she? It says because of the twin baby. siblings. Oh, the twin siblings. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. James and Margo. And the, the starting letters are right. It's Mercy and Jonas. Hey, there you go. I, I couldn't even remember Thomason's name if you asked me. What was the main, main character's name in The Witch? I'd have been like, Black Phillip? all right next category is killer what 1982 film was credited to director toby hooper and produced by steven spielberg it's not close encounters is it it is not it is poltergeist oh okay yeah 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 Yeah. there's that big debate whether or not toby actually directed or not yeah you heard me sigh earlier. This was the reason. Uh, what actor voiced Chucky in the Child's Play series? Brad Dorif. Yes. <laughs> I don't even have to turn the card over. <laughs> What's the score now? One and a half to two? One. Two, yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. In Train to Busan from 2016, who is the person Siak Wu is going to see in Busan? I believe it's a client. It is his ex-wife. What is the profession of protagonist Sarah in Inside from 2007? I got no idea. I'll say a nurse. Photographer. Okay. (laughs) All right. You won this week by half a point, even though that half a point is arbitrary. (laughs) Uh, We mentioned our shameful misses episode. Uh, We actually got a shout out from someone who pilfered our shameful misses concept. Uh, for their hip hop podcast, if you want to check them out, uh, it's called the Unexamined Hype. Uh, they have about ten episodes or so. They're a, f- a fairly fledgling podcast, uh, not not too dissimilar from ourselves. Uh, but if you're interested in hip hop at all, in any way, shape, or form, if it's just casual listening and you're looking for something new to listen to, they're great for that. Or if you really want to dig into the nitty-gritty discussions, they get into all of that stuff. So uh, they're definitely worth a listen to. Uh, check them out there on basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Apple, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can find them everywhere. Right. And one of them is pretty into horror, so we might try to get him on. Yeah. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> all right. So that's into trivia. Um, if you liked all that trivia and all that news, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yeah. So that you can get more of that every week. 
Now it's time to talk about Leprechaun Returns. Yay. John was not excited to watch this oh, movie. Oh, no. I was petrified of watching this movie and not in any way of actually being scared, but just being scared at how potentially boring and terrible it could be. <laughs> I was very excited to watch this movie because I knew it was going to be another Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was over the top, ridiculous. Right. I mean, and and we talked about it in several instances about how, you know, the cornerstones of that campy horror territory are going to be things like Evil Dead, Child's Play, and Leprechaun. Leprechaun definitely holds up its end. This movie is no different. I was pleasantly surprised at how well the Leprechaun was portrayed, considering this is the first time we're getting it without Warwick Davis. Still, there were there were a few one-liners that didn't didn't hold up, but there was a bunch of stuff in there that was just so funny. Um, Definitely a movie to watch with friends. Drinks, drinks, <laughs> and uh, just tear it to pieces. Don't don't take it too seriously. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that was most shocking to us, especially considering this was a made-for-television movie, was the kills. Right, so it was really, really gory. In certain places. Yeah, there was one kill in particular where something falls on a character and no joke slices him in half. Yeah, and not like not like horizontally. It like, was vertically sliced in half. Yeah, from head to toe. Yeah. And then they show him opening. <laughs> it was incredible. Like yeah. I was like we were both just like mouth agape, just it was it was an incredible kill. One of one of the most inventive I've seen in a little while. Yeah, it was rad. That was probably, if not, my favorite part of the movie. One yeah. I will say my favorite part of the movie was a, a, a reference that was made to a very popular viral video uh, from, I want to say, like 2004. If you if you haven't watched it, check out Leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. Check out that video. But they make a reference to it. And if you listen to the previous episode, the bonus episode, it fucking killed me it was so <laughs> funny so funny that being said the movie starts off pretty simple a girl mm -hmm. who is jennifer aniston's character's daughter even though they look nothing alike is, <laughs> she's going to school where the leprechaun house is from the original so this is a sequel directly to the original and she they're turning it into a sorority house. So they're trying. So it's a sorority that's taken over the house to create like a energy renewable farm. So basically, something that's completely organic, something that uh, can be like a source of money for them, and like I said, also doesn't run on any any outside sources. So it's completely self sufficient. That's and the basic premise. Yes. She goes and then. Chaos ensues. Yeah. So they show that the that they used a shamrock to kill the leprechaun, but that that doesn't always hold him off for very long. Uh, he weasels his way into the body of of one of the original characters from the movie, but uh, from the first movie, uh, and then basically uh, births himself from inside of his stomach <laughs> in a very gory fashion. You see hands and shit poking out of his stomach. And then uh, chaos ensues from there. We have the leprechaun on scene out there trying to find his gold. Right. And nobody ever steals it that he knows of. Yeah, so but I mean, that was the whole concept of the first one, too. Yeah, he's looking for it. So, it's I don't know. It was weird because he makes his presence known pretty 
early on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with these movies, they kind of make you wait for it and wait for it. And then the big reveal toward the end about what's going on. And he was just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to mess with you. But he, like I said, he also plays off of, you know, picking and choosing who he's going to show himself to in order to try to create some division within this little group and make them kind of in fight with each other. Like, oh, no, there's nothing. It was probably a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, so this movie did have some pretty funny one-liners. Yeah. Stuff like that. And there was a line about a trapezius that I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but John and I thought it was pretty damn funny. Well, like, so we're jumping very far ahead into this movie. One of the people gets stabbed and in the back, no no less, <laughs> and somehow understands that they got stabbed in the trapezius. I'm like, are you a medical student? Like, like further, like pretty far into your medical career, medical student, because if you stabbed me in the back, I'd be like, oh, you stabbed me in the back. I'd have no way of discerning. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, maybe they're college students. They're educated men. <laughs> if you watch the movie, no, they're not. <laughs> yes. Very cheesy. And it's one of those movies where it's hard to know if that was intentional or if that's just I what kn- they got. I know it was intentional. All like, of it? I think so. <laughs> There are some. It's on. It, it was released on Sci-Fi Network. I mean, right. they're they're famous for Sharknado. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I feel like that's a understatement. <laughs> but yes, they are famous for Sharknado. But there were the acting was rough. Oh yeah, all around, including the the main character. Um, Leprechaun was cool though, but I mean his character is a caricature so yeah he it kind of plays with that idea and he talks in a rhyme sometimes which is pretty fun yeah (laughs) we tried to do some of that during our viewing episode and and it didn't work out as well not great not off the fly but one thing i was disappointed with some of the kills is that they showed some good ones right Mm -hmm. and they got pretty gory and pretty raunchy which was rad but then ones that could have easily been gnarly they strayed away from some guy gets his head chopped off with a a drone, a drone, which is a cool idea. Yeah. And I was all for it and they don't really show it. Like, hey, let's see it. You're going to show us a guy gets split in half vertically. The least you could do is show us a drone cutting a head <laughs> off. Didn't somebody get stabbed in the head with a sprinkler and then it started squirting blood? Yes. That, that was, was a pretty cool one. <laughs> so there's definitely some cool stuff. And I think that that's probably... The best part of this movie. Yeah. Some of the one-liners would be second, but some of the gory kills is definitely what takes the cake for, for Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. Um, This movie was not as bad as I was expecting. I was <laughs> expecting a garbage fire, and this movie was fun. Right. Like, at, at its core, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I feel like we say that every time we watch a really bad movie, because it it's, it's hard to stray that line between... It's really bad and not watchable, and it's so bad that it's entertaining to watch. And I feel like Leprechaun knows how to get into that territory. Well, I think it has to do with if it was intentional or not. Yeah. And like you were saying, a lot of this seemed very intentionally cheesy or bad. Yeah. However you want to put it. And sometimes that can come across as disingenuous, and I feel like it didn't in this case. Yeah, I mean, it's even even with that, it's not a perfect... Bad movie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like I said, there's de- there are definitely some things that, that could have been stepped up and could have been done better. Uh, 
like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna go full tilt with the kills, do it wholesale. Don't do it piecemeal. Right, and they kind of. I mean, the story's pretty half-assed. Yeah, but if, if your mother was crazy, which is what we're led to believe, because of what happened to her in this town, why the fuck would you go back to that town into the house? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm sure she warned you against that. I was like, hey, <laughs> this particular place, don't go there. Right. That's where shit goes down. And then you go, like, ah, I wouldn't risk that at all. Yeah. Another thing I thought was a little weird, at one point, the main girl um, sees a ghost. Yeah, and then, like, has, like, full-blown conversations and also is able to give him things. Like, she tosses him tape so he can tape his innards back together. Right. And he was able to do that, which is weird. Yeah, so I think that's one of those things where it just didn't, whether the movie was good or bad, didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was just, it's <laughs> there's nothing in any of the Leprechaun movies that could have explained that away. Yeah, and it wasn't, I don't think that it was the Leprechaun messing with her in any way because that ghost was helpful. Yes. So, I don't know, maybe because Leprechaun birthed him, he was part magic, or birthed from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's not explained. Not that that mo- this movie needs a ton of explanation for it. I mean, it is about a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, the I will say one of the better uh, points of the story uh, after uh, uh, Ghostus uh, <laughs> s- uh, points her in the right direction of the map where the actual leprechaun gold is located. They get to this truck where the where the actual gold is at. They get the pot of gold out. And it's almost all gone. And so it turns out in order to get the funds, in order to get this house to renewable energy and completely off the grid, uh, the, the, like the main lady of the uh, sorority stole the gold and sold it to someone. And I, I thought that that was like an interesting little twist because like their whole time they're trying to figure out what to do about this gold. And they get there and she found it already. She found it already, didn't say anything to anyone, and that was how she funded the project. Yeah, and I, I like that too. And I thought that the, I guess, diverseness of the characters to an extent was pretty interesting because mm. then you have you have pretty typical characters, pretty cookie-cutter characters as far as that goes. One girl likes to really party. One girl's like, I'm really good. And one girl's like the leader. But you have her who has a secret, mm-hmm. and that was interesting. And then you have the party girl who seems like she might turn it around at some point, but then ends up being a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to kill, help kill the protagonist. Yeah. So I liked I liked seeing that, where it wasn't just, hey, I'm going to go terrorize these chicks, and they're all going to just die. Yeah. There's a little bit more depth to the characters. That being said, the two guy characters were basically fucking useless. Yeah, well, they were they were one hundred percent just caricatures. You have your like budding filmmaker, and then you have your shitty jock. Right. Um, it was, and on top of that, all of the women in this movie look like they're about nineteen twenty. All of the men in this movie look like they're about forty. <laughs> <laughs> it was off putting as shit. Yeah, one of them looked like. Michael, like, like a, like a successful brother. Yeah, like a cut rate. <laughs> <laughs> like if you copied, if you put Michael Fassbender in a copy machine. <laughs> I went down to the dollar store and I picked up a Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, they looked old. They didn't look like they fit in. And that guy doesn't, they don't really get any development at all. They're they're there to die. Yeah. That's what they're for. And well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's one of the one people that gets sliced in half. Yep. It's like, all right, rad. Ending is pretty cool. We get to see a bunch of little leprechauns. Yeah, so they basically blow him up with, like, clover juice. <laughs> they stuff him full and blow him up with the clover juice. And then they don't burn the house down in time, pretty much, because their intention was to try to burn individually all of his stuff. But so they're trying to figure it out, and then... He just like they take too long and they start to spout into these tiny little leprechauns and the tiny little leprechauns like Rube Goldberg their way to killing the uh, the leader of the sorority. And she gets uh, she gets troweled to the face. Right. Another yeah. good kill. Yeah. You knew it was coming. And so you're kind of. Yeah. For it. Well, yeah. When the trowel fall, like the little trowel statue falls onto the ground and then points face up, you're like, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so not the most original of movies. Yeah, definitely derivative in some ways, but I mean it's a sequel. It's, you know, I mean sequels by, you know, by and large are derivative at least of the original. And it could have been one of those things too, I don't know for sure, but it could have been one of those things where they needed to hold on to the rights mm-hmm. and so they made a movie real quick before the rights expired or whatever. I think that's what happened with one of the Hellraisers. They yeah. had to make something real quick to get it out. Yeah, there are definitely some of the Hellraiser series that are just, you roll your eyes at them. Because <laughs> none of those get into that so bad it's good territory, really. It's they're either, they're either pretty good or they're bad. <laughs> right, and I think the comedy aspect helps, too. Mm-hmm. Because at least if it's a shitty horror movie. At least it's campy and fun. Yeah, you're having a good time while you're watching it. And I think that's probably the re- most redeeming quality of this movie like you were saying it, it is campy and fun it's fun and the like i said and on top of that sometimes when you get a campy and fun movie you don't get good kills this one has the good kills too right like with thanks killing which we enjoy yeah because it's awful but you're not getting a lot of good kills in that no you just get some turkey fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting basted yeah the <laughs> Like I said, uh, it's they're both fun in the same vein. I definitely feel like Leprechaun is a better movie than Thanksgiving, just because it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> better quality. Yeah, too, there's yeah. definitely better quality. I mean, we'll see what happens uh, this coming Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving 3? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait because I, I don't uh, – like, what more could they do? Yeah. What more can't they do? I enjoyed this movie for what it was. It's not perfect. It's really not very good. But, like I said, it was campy fun, good kills, worth watching for those things. Right. I think if you're a campy horror fan, then it's going to be right up your alley. Yeah. You know? And especially if you know what you're getting yourself into. If you're not expecting some serious leprechaun scary movie, yeah, then you should be good. Because it, it is a comedy. And some might say it's a stoner comedy. Yeah, yes. And I think that that would probably help. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time yeah. if you watch it. With friends, right. drinks, maybe a little little of the ganja. <laughs> Overall, I, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. I expected basically what we got 
and I was not disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Not, not saying it was a good movie, but it I was, was pleasantly surprised. It was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. entertaining. That's going to about wrap it up for Leprechaun. I mean, not much more can be said about a movie that basically <laughs> speaks for itself. Next week, definitely join us. We are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Us. Yes. This is one of one of our most hotly anticipated films being released this year. And that's saying a lot, considering we got Captain Marvel. We have uh, Endgame coming out. We have a new Spider-Man coming out. New Star Wars is coming out this year. I mean, there's so much on the horizon us, like I said, as far as horror movies are concerned, this is my most hotly anticipated release this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's probably up there with Endgame for me because I'm yeah. very excited to see how the Marvel ends it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, us, as far as horror movie goes, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah, it looks creepy as shit, dude. The trailers have just been perfectly placed and timed. Doppelgangers is one of my one of my favorite like subjects as far as like as far as like supernatural things are concerned. Um, so maybe we'll even throw in a, a little bit of discussion topic about that as well before we dig into the movie. Right. So definitely come check us out next week because that's going to be rad. Hopefully. Be <laughs> and if it sucks, then, you know, we'll let you know right away so you don't have to waste your money. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't. Have either. you seen Get Out? Have you seen Key and Peele? Come on. <laughs> they gave the guy the keys to to the Twilight Zone. Come on. Yeah, but didn't Forrest Whitaker also have the keys to Twilight Zone at one point? <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's got a pretty good career if you think about it and you look back on it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> let us know what you think about Leprechaun. Check out Instagram. We'll probably post some stuff about that, some trivia, hopefully, possibly. And if you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at porcelainpeak at gmail.com. And you can go on any of our social media accounts. That's going to be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's going to be at porcelainpeak. If you like what you're hearing, we definitely want to hear from you. Again, anybody that shoots us comments or gives us a five-star review is going to get a shout-out on a future episode. And if you are enjoying it, then please hit that subscribe button and rate, review, and share. And, you know, let's keep this bad boy rolling. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And we hope you guys are too. In the meantime, have a good St. Patrick's Day, and we'll see you next week. Keep it creepy. A Hyperforge Alpha Network production.